we're in here, we're drinking beer. So once you're on the boat, it's all fun, you know. This celebrity is now banned from chartering boats because of the reputation. Welcome back to another episode of Captain Bagrat Podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. It's a tough job, but you know, someone's got to do it. As always, we are recording from downtown Chinatown. And today, we've got Captain Stabbing! Welcome back for the third time. Yes, this is technically (laughs) the 3.1 time. But yes, we've had two practice runs at this, a couple of technical problems. But you know what? This one is going to go platinum. Yes, this is going to go straight to the Oscars. It will. Yeah, we filtered out all the rubbish. No no lame jokes, no, like, boring stories. This is all going to be platinum stories. And no dad jokes from me whatsoever. No dad all jokes. Puns. Yep. No, this is quality. Excellent. All right, let's get down to it. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about boats and hose. Yeah, just to clarify on that, hose spelled H-O-S-E. Yeah. So what, why, So you what, want me what? to explain yeah, this? Yeah. Okay. The reason we call this boats and hose is because... All right, so you take you take a super yacht, right? You create this beautiful piece of artwork and spend millions and millions of dollars. This basically works out to be around a million dollars a foot to build a super yacht. Yeah, you put it in the worst possible environment and subsequently you have to look after it, so you have to hose it off. And um, so in a former life, um, I had a couple of years and I traveled around the world and I was working on a super yacht. And one of the first things I did every day was to literally hose off uh, the with super yacht, with a team, yeah, everything, salt, dirt, seagull poo, whatever it happens to be, just cleaning the cleaning the boat as a basic starting structure. Come on, hey, let's Mr. go, Jason. Come on, let's go. We're we're being distracted here. We've got people like pulling blowfishes <laughs> outside of the window. Um, we're leaving big greasy face marks on the on the glass. Um, at least he's still got his clothes on. Like I, I can't see any nipples, so that's a positive. At least we're drinking beer. That's in a po- that's a positive thing. He's got a glass of water. We're in here. We're drinking beer. We're not, identi- we're not identifying who he is. He's we, a high profile Australian. We got the last. We got the last laugh. We're the ones with the beers. We're doing the podcast. <laughs> Everything's in our, on our side. All right, come on. Okay, so just talking about hoses. I have a hose yeah. story, but yeah. it has nothing to do with boats, but it's definitely about hose. Okay. Right, so H-O-S-E, yep. just to clarify. So yep. when I was much younger, when I was at university, I sure. decided to apply for a job as a bar chick because I watched Coyote Ugly and I thought, you know, I think it'd be kind of cool Seems to be... Like fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. dancing on the bars, all that sort of stuff. Uh, not that part. Yeah, okay. Well, that was the first thing that came to mind when you said Coyote Ugly. So... Okay, okay. So... When I say Coyote Ugly, there's a scene where they're, all the girls, are, the bar girls are all working there and then they bring out the fire hose and they hose everyone up. <laughs> and, and shit just starts to get real. Yeah. <laughs> I swore already. We were like five minutes in. Not even. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. And so that's exactly what happened on my first shift. So there was a whole bunch of us newbies who were selected for right. the rigorous process. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know... You hit with the hose. We got hit by the hose. Yeah. You, you got hosed. Literally. Wow. Wow, he puts the lotion on his skin or else he gets the hose again. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, 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 it's kind of scary. Um, so he keeps that dude in the basement and he's like makes him put moisturizer on his skin every day because he wants to obviously eat him, later eat him on. alive. Yeah. Or he wants the skin for whatever he does with it. To he make does, it crispy? Yeah, he does something. No, he wears it or something, doesn't he? Like he makes a mask or anything. Oh. And it's like, yeah, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh. 
Anyway, um, that was a slight detour to what, how you could use a hose for. But have you made any hose torture? Like a different type of hose. So on we your we okay. So this this is a this is a thing with super yachts as well, right? Like it attracts certain types of people. Um, in terms of rich, right? Yeah, yeah, very, very affluent, mm. wealthy uh, people that also prefer to misbehave, and you can misbehave on a boat because you've got, you know, you don't have any neighbours, you got a lot of privacy, you're at sea, um, you know, you're a long way from the authorities. In some, t- in many occasions, you're in international waters, so effectively, you're above the law in in you some in some want. respects. So yeah, so people do. I think their their true characters come out on on a boat. On, on a boat yeah, <laughs> and and so some characters like to bring along entertainment and mm. and yes, I've we've hosted yeah, we've hosted what professional kind of entertainment, Mister Captain Stabbern. We've 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 hosted professionals. Let's just put it that way. All right. Yes, the, athletes, professional athletes. Yeah, right? charged, in their field. Charged yeah. by the hour. Yes. yes yeah. Correct. Okay. All right. And did you have to hose some of these hose down? Well, it's funny you should say that because there's a story that I had. I think I might have um, done this on the first one, but yeah. Anyway, so we um, we'd been doing some diving. Um, we'd done that sort of whole discover scuba diving course thing, and we'd taken um, some of the girls out, and they'd done the thing. And anyway, we get back to the boat, and myself and the other dive master were literally hosing off the equipment to get all the salt off and everything. And um, the girls yes. decently asked, you know, can can you hose us off as well? <laughs> and 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 um, and literally the 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 bikini started coming off. And um, and we, I was just sort of like looking at my mate, like you know, we're like, is this real? Like this seems like some sort of um, the movies. yeah, yeah. I was, was so weird. It was such a surreal experience. And anyway, we had to hose off the hose. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the back of the boat. And did you have someone dressed up like Santa who went ho ho ho? I, I did see that. Oh. Um, I we have seen Santa on board on various occasions, but Santa is definitely not a ho. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Yep. I just can't stop laughing. I'm trying to do this show properly now, but it's just going to be so hard. Yeah, this already. I know where this is going. I know this is a comedy sketch. <laughs> We've, um, hey, this is not just a comedy sketch, okay? Yeah. We've had serious episodes on like um, machine learning. Okay. And yeah. Potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty serious stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I was sort of thinking this morning when I was thinking podcasts, I was like, "Are we going to go like Elon Musk and we're going to like smoke joints, or are we going like like Joe Rogan style, or are we are we going? You we're know, going uh, Captain Bagrat style. Captain Bagrat beer. We got a beer. Cheers yeah, to that. Cheers. All right. Good. Okay. I'm glad we've set that ground rule. Mm-hmm. The most essential of granules. Gotcha. So why did you become interested in boats? And yes, are you still interested in boats? Of course, I've, I'm. I'm in a very lucky position mm. that I've managed to combine two of my passions, which are boats and marketing. Okay. And uh, and that's how I've you know I've started working in this area of, of, of um, uh, working with Haymarket HQ. Um, so yeah, so coming back to how did I get involved with boats and how did that passion point mm. sort of start um so i grew up in a sailing family um i, I thought you were going to say that um when my mom pushed me out she was in a spa yeah uh, or in a bathtub it was full of water i've got another story <laughs> about that um so we were okay slight pause okay. we'll come back to the first story about right. the spa and the thing i did this meditation retreat when i was living in seoul and it's a it's a temple stay so it's like for 48 hours and you yeah. go and you stay in the temple and you meditate and you do you basically live like a monk for that 48 hours 
and so uh, vegetarian we, food as well, right? Yeah, you do. You have the miyokuk, the the seaweed soup. Mm. Um, you don't eat any meat. You wash up your plates after afterwards. You do walking meditation. Do the hundred and eight bows as an exercise, which is quite physical, like the full mm. hundred and eight from down head on the ground all the way to standing up again. Yeah, kind of thing. And um, and one of the one of the other things we did is a two hour meditation session, and you had to really contemplate who mm. you were and where you came from, and it was kind of like introspective looking at your identity mm. and um, during that time I came to I wouldn't call it a premonition but it was a very sen strong sense of um, understanding self-awareness se self possibly mm -hmm. that that I am salt water and effectively I think that all my passions and interests involve salt water whether that's you know surfing sailing scuba diving snorkeling um, Eating, yeah, any, well, any seafood, yes, yeah, see, seafood. Any, all of these things involve salt water, so that's yeah. like, and it is a part of my identity. And then you think the human body is made up, I think, of seventy percent salt More. water. Yes, yeah, um, so yeah, so effectively, like that was a really interesting thing. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a sailing family. My stepdad built a yacht in our front yard. Um, that's how I got into the kind of sailing through school. Um, and we've got a picture of Fort Lauderdale up on the top there. I've, I've sailed through that on, on, on the boat. It's a beautiful, beautiful port. Um, Just in, water is beautiful. In, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And the are condos you, and all that sort of stuff. Are you a water, whatever your zodiac is? I'm, I'm Libran, so I, I always have to balance everything, good and mm. bad, um, you know, happy and sad, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. Even everything I what have to horse? balance. I, as in, like, sort of the Chinese animal. Uh, I'm the I'm a horse. Are you yeah. a water horse or are you? A... Uh, I don't know. I didn't know there yeah. was a more than one yeah, type yeah, of there's, horse. There's, I think there's like four different. Like, you you you're an earth. I think it's earth, fire, water, and and something else. Don't okay. put me on it. We have to yeah, fact yeah. check. Yeah. I'm a water dog, and and I've always wondered why I love water so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm I'm also into going to the beach. Yeah. Swimming. Yeah. You know, dogs anything. love water. Yeah. yeah exactly. Dogs yeah. love water. I love yeah. swimming and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, then um, all through school, I sailed. Um, we did sailing on the weekends for school sports and stuff as well. Um, and then after university, uh, my whole mission was to go and work on a on a super yacht because that's mm. like the pinnacle kind of thing of sailing. So. Um, Explain my, what a super yacht is. Yeah. So uh, classification wise, a super mm. yacht is anything over thirty meters um, with a crew. Uh, sorry, with with accommodation for 12 or less guests. Mm -hmm. So it can't, if it, it's got to have that 12 or less guests because otherwise it's a cruise ship. Um, Which but is no matter, no, as big, it yeah, right? And, and no matter what the size. Yeah. So uh, I happen to work on a 126 meter motor yacht. Yeah. Um, but there are others that are bigger and smaller than that. But uh, the basic definition of a, a super yacht is over 30 meters, uh, but can only take up to 12. 12 guests and very expensive i've been looking at some of the prices yeah. these can get up to like hundreds of millions oh yeah for sure like oh nobody nobody actually knows how much this yeah. boat was worth um and there's a, there's a number of ways that you can roughly estimate so like they say it's basically a million dollars a foot oh my god um to build a boat and the, and to build a super yacht of that sort of standard and then it's roughly 10 to 15 percent per year in running costs and maintenance 
Um, so you're talking big, big bucks. You know, several several hundred million um, dollars, and there was no expense spared. You know, we we had we had helicopters, we had submarines, oh my God. Uh, we had cinemas, we had recording studios. So I could record this. You could record this on board. We could technically record this on board and beam it up to the satellite and live broadcast it to anywhere in the world. Wow! Um, so the technology was was you know was was really state of the so art. It's like its own little city. It, it, yeah, country, yeah, it's and it's yeah. funny you say that because I think I, I described it the other day. I was mm. having a conversation with someone. I said the same thing. Mm. Um, effectively, we could make our own water. Um, we could wow. produce our own power. Um, Solar yes, panels is that all um, the? We we took we had fuel generators, so mm. we we used um, diesel uh, mm. fuel, and it was also ice class. So we took a, a special grade of fuel as well that was better for the environment mm. and and more and and then we and we recycled a lot as well so we recycled all our, our garbage yeah um uh the water was recycled feces um yes that that can be recycled as well and filtered or, or you could have your own planetarium and make potatoes from the soil quite possibly yeah just like the martian we, yeah we um uh, we we could have made our own food. We we live fairly simply as well. Mm. Like we did eat quite a lot of seafood. Yeah. Um, and tried to wherever we went, we tried to source local produce as well, mm. which is another beautiful thing about living mm. at sea. So you you never really domiciled to any one country or one yeah. particular geography. So you know we started in the Med and went all over all over the Med: Italy, Greece, France, Croatia, Sardinia, Corsica. Um, Gibraltar, and then the other half of the year we would spend in the Caribbean. So we'd go to Fort Lauderdale in the pirates U.S. In the Caribbean, were you a pirate? Yep. Uh, <laughs> there was a few pirates in the Caribbean. Okay, um, do they do they jump on board? Uh, not necessarily, but they'll try and steal stuff at any opportunity. So uh, particularly when you go down to some like some of the islands, that can be a little bit sketch. Wow. Um, we we had security on board, like we were always manned. So I spent six weeks in um, Barbados. Um, literally on night watch. So I, I was doing at nights, I was doing the 12 to four mm. um, watch on the back of the boat. So we always had someone down on the stern, which is basically a security watch, but also checks people on and off the boat. So we had a, li a list of inventory of who was on board at any given time. And um, and yeah, I, uh, for six weeks we were in Barbados. I did that twelve to four mid twelve midnight until four a.m. and then twelve noon until four p.m. and uh, and I taught myself lots of things by reading lots of things on the internet and yeah had a good time and I knew everyone that was sleeping with everybody because I'd have to bring them back in from the the shore cruises at the night so they'd come back from the bar and I'd drive them back and they're like oh don't tell anyone and like yeah it was, oh I had I had I had I had, I had information on everyone yeah it was. Really Really, it was um, it was really good. But yeah, we had so on this this boat that I worked with, we had uh, sixty crew. So it that's the, a huge amount of people. Yeah, and wow. all the, and all the things that you think about, like so, um, and it's because of the size of the mm. vessel and the different skill sets that you need to run a boat like that. Yeah. So you know, captain, officers. Um, Doctor. Uh, uh, we had a, a full-time yeah. nurse yeah. on board. Um, we had submarine pilots. We had helicopter pilots. We had engineers. We had interior staff. We had mm -hmm. deckhands. Um, it's a very big, mm -hmm. you know, crew, and you need people that can work together and know how to interact. And they and they they liked they liked Australians because Australians got on with people from other nationalities very and easygoing. are friendly yeah. and you know most of the time no egos, no sort of rubbish going on and and just want to get yeah. along and have a good time with yeah. with the whole team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we had a great time. It was mm. probably three and a half of the best years of my life, literally. Would you go back? 
I and live those memories again. Don't think I could do that now okay. at my age. Okay. Um, I would like to, but it would wouldn't be the same. Yeah, no strings attached, early twenties, um, time of your life, ready to see the world. Yeah, and and very very formative years as well. Like mm. the experiences and the challenges and stuff that we had and the stuff that we dealt with um, was quite you know quite formative. So once you're on the boat, it's all fun, you know. So what's the craziest story that you have that you can tell without naming anyone? Tough question. Come on, come Tough on. Tough question. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I've got I've got an interesting story. Um, and I am going to name the person oh. at the risk of being sued. Oh, can you not name the person? You don't want to name. Can you give something like sort of like an equivalent okay. of an alias? All right. So the, so we're in uh, we're on the boat. We're in Saint Tropez, beautiful part of the world. Mm. Um, and I'm driving the uh, what we call the limousine tender. So to take guests in and out of the shore. Okay. And um, so I'm just in full uniform. It's a white shirt and black pants and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I've dropped the guests off and I'm waiting at shoreside. And the boat looks really nice. We're sitting there and I see this boat coming in and it's dark and there's lights and, like, a lot of people on this very, mm. very small boat. Mm. And, like, I see these lights and I hear all this stuff and music and all. And as they come in, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And they come on and it's a it's a film crew and a, a, a group of dudes, like big dudes, like giving it all this to Scary the camera dudes. and they're like, yo, 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 like, yo, man, like uh, I'm down on my yacht and I'm in the Mediterranean and we're going ashore oh, in Saint-Tropez okay. and it's okay. all this sort of stuff. And uh, this gentleman walks over to me and, and says, oh, yo, that's some ride right here. Clearly and I was like, a yes. of some description. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I'm like, okay. And he's like, um, he's like, oh, so tell me whose yacht is this? And I'm like, oh, I, I can't say, sir, but um, anyway, the, yeah, I'm, I'm the crew from the yacht. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, will you tell the owner that, that, uh, that my name says, hey. And I was like, yes, sir, I, I, I will do that. So I go back to the boat and I said, tell the captain. And I say, oh, there's a message from the owner. It came from a guest that was ashore. He said to say, hey. And uh, anyway, so over the preceding couple of weeks, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're bouncing around the Med and we're in um, Cala de Volpe, which is um, down in Sardinia where all the millionaires go. And there's a place there called the Billionaires Club. And this freaking yacht followed us everywhere we go. This yacht follows us. We we go to Cala de Volpe. He's there. We're in Saint Tropez. He's there. We're in Cannes. He's there. Just following around and like every day they send a tender over. Hey, just want to say to the owner, hey, like let's have a drink or whatever. So he was trying to get the owner's attention to do something. Oh, absolutely. Objective. Oh, absolutely. And and obviously had good intentions and was Mm. friendly and all that sort of stuff. And so finally the owner relinquishes and goes, okay, I'll go on the boat for five minutes, but no longer. Mm. And um, so I'm tied up alongside. I'm talking to the captain and he's like, oh man, this is the worst charter we've ever done. <laughs> like they're trashing the boat. They're like, there's like, there's cocaine. There's like, oh, there's women of questionable origin. There's like, they're destroying the artworks. There's like chocolate cake munched all through the deck. Like there's champagne in the spa. Like it's just an orgy of like filth basically. And, and she had and, to hose that down. And like, I, luckily, I wasn't on that boat, yeah. so I wasn't involved with those hoses. Um, <laughs> but but the captain and the crew were just hating the charter. And subsequently, this um, this celebrity, if you want to call him that, is now banned from chartering boats because of the reputation <laughs> of what he did. But there was a whole documentary that was made about, about this the... this person and this experience. Yeah. Wow. It was, yeah, it's funny. 
Um, and I, it's it's there. It's somewhere out there on the internet. I'm sure you can find it. Well, since it's already out there on the internet, that means mm. you can publicly name this. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I won't. I won't for various reasons. But yeah. Yeah. Well, let the listeners <clears throat> do their own research and see exactly. what they can find. Fact finding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's your mission. Exactly. <laughs> well, the closest story I have to that is hijacking another yacht. <laughs> Oh, I want to hear this story. Yeah, tell so, me. So I turned into a pirate. So after a few too many beers on a yacht with a bunch of friends, um, this uh. was a New Year's Eve for Sydney Harbour. And, you know, New Year's okay. Eve in Sydney Harbour is just beautiful. I think it Australia, is. I think I think I think Sydney has the if, best. If if mm. you come if you come to Australia, mm. you've got to come to Sydney. Absolutely. And if you come to Sydney, you've got to come for on New Year's boat. Eve, <laughs> and you've got to be on a boat on New Year's Eve because that is probably one of the pinnacle events or experiences that you can have. It is. Here. It will, It is an unforgettable event. Yeah. Whatsoever. I yeah, mean, it's amazing. It is. Uh, yeah. Like you know, I still look back to it. Like during the day, we were able to sail from you know um, one end to the other and come back. And when we got to our spot where we were going to spend the evening looking at the beautiful fireworks and everything, uh-huh. we saw another yacht. Okay. And this other yacht had cute border collies. I led everyone to to dive into the harbour water uh-huh. and hijack that boat to pat the dog. Sounds like fun. I know. <laughs> the owners were probably a little shocked. So you, you jumped off your yacht. Our yacht. Into Sydney Harbour. Into Sydney Harbour. Didn't think about it. You know the there's like sharks, sharks. and yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, bull sharks particularly have yeah. been spotted around yeah. that place. So we, then a whole bunch of other friends decided to follow my lead and so we swam over to the boat. And I'm sure the poor owners were going, oh my God, what is happening? What's Why going on here? people swimming towards us? Yeah. And we we climbed on their boat, played with their dogs, and then went, thank you very much, and then went back. Back. Well, did you ask for permission to board? Because that's quite a po- – <laughs> like, if you boarded without permission, that's that's first-class pirate behaviour. <laughs> uh, I don't think we actually asked yeah. for permission to board. Yeah, yeah, you should you should always ask for permission to board. <laughs> Otherwise, so, effectively, so you're, you're acting pirate. as a pirate. Yeah. yeah, you were definitely a pirate. Yeah, well, yeah. at least I didn't steal their dogs. Have you seen those me. guys, like, um, there's the, the whole marine conservation thing. Um, there's a – yeah, there's a – a very famous group of people, volunteers, Sea Shepherd, and oh, yes, uh, they get themselves into all sorts of problems. Of yeah. and a- effectively, like they are acting as pirates. Um, so when it comes to ramming ships and things like that, they do get themselves in a bit of trouble. Yeah, they're quite famous for y- yeah taking over other boats. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be careful with that stuff because it it, it effectively is piracy so and you're breaking the law. Okay. The captain of one of those Sea Shepherd boats was arrested when he returned to Australia for breaking maritime. Law. law without yep. asking for permission yep yeah so so it's just like a vampire when i go to you know someone's house the front door and i say can i have permission to enter sure yeah <laughs> of, of course you should always ask for permission to board yeah <laughs> consent is important yep yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes bring it back yes yeah so that was my story of hijacking a yacht great i've, I've yeah and tell me what else you're interested in talking about you got more do I? I've got more. You got more. You your turn. I think it's your turn. All right. Well, what do you got? Um, give me a context or a, a a question, and I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, give me a story where I don't know any any like funny story. Or a funny any, story. Or, or boats or boats and hose. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. Funny story. Have you have you sailed a yacht where like you know? Sure. You're part of a group. 
Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of yacht racing for fun, mm-hmm. um, including most of the stuff is on weekends mm. and around the harbour. But we do offshore racing and things as well. So we're racing on Sunday. We do an offshore race that starts at Palm Beach and goes up to Maitland Reef, okay, um, near the central coast. Um, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, professionally, semi professionally. Um, I do some work around sailing um, and have done some mm. um, some regattas over in Europe and and in the UK as well. Yeah. Um, and it, you can you can make a very comfortable um, lifestyle and income from sailing as well, like as a professional uh, as a professional sailor. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time uh, dicking around in uh, in the Mediterranean. Um, sailing down around, I've, I've done a few races um, with the Far 40 fleets. Mm-hmm. So we did some very competitive racing where you have eight people on a boat. Um, it's called one design racing. So every boat is exactly the same. So, wow. which is awesome. It's like, it's, uh, it's competing like on the same level then. Yeah. So it, it does it because, you know, with, with boats, the biggest pockets usually wins because whoever spends the most money has the best thing. But when you have a one design rule such as they have in the Far 40s, um, and there's other classes like this as well. Every boat is identical. Mm. Um, in fact, they even weigh all the crew as well. So you have a maximum weight limit that you need to be under. Yeah. Um, and uh, and within that, it basically means that any of the racing comes down to the crew work. So it's not about throwing money at sails and things like that to have better equipment. Um, and it's some of the best racing that, that I've done has been over in Europe in that one design sort of stuff. Um, so we did some sponsored events. We did um, in uh, in uh, the north of Germany. I'm trying to remember the uh, the name of the place, uh, Trevor Munday. So they have a race week up there where we did five days of racing on one design boats. Heaps of fun. Um, sponsored by Rolex. At the end of the day, they put on a barbecue for all the crew and all the networking events and stuff that happen off the back of that. Um, m- mind you, I, I you know I did drop. Rolex in there as a brand Mm. but I think what they do for yachting and their association with yachting as a sport Mm. is is probably one of the best partnerships that I've seen globally Um, they really invest in it they have Mm. talent they support the um, sailors they put on events um, and then they use that material for their marketing Um, and obviously the you know the, the guys that win the races and that win the regattas get the Rolex watches as well as prize as prizes. So I, I don't have a Rolex, yet, unfortunately, yet, but um, I'll keep trying for that. Um, I have another brand of a sailing watch that I <laughs> rewarded myself for my 40th birthday, um, who also is a sponsor of America's Cup. And yeah, yeah, there's a reason why I bought that watch. Well, Bob Hawke supports America's Cup. He does. Um, Alan Bond also supported America's Cup for probably for different reasons. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a very elite kind of um, sport, and I think like you know when when you have money and when you have wealth. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that you can do. You know, you can only really have so many houses. You can only have so many fancy cars, um, you know, and artworks and wines mm. and whatever you're into collecting. But the 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 owning a super yacht is kind of like the pinnacle of saying that I've made it. You know, and next will be a space shuttle. Yeah, or you could, a satellite. Yeah, so, you could own a yeah. you could own a space shuttle That's or a satellite or or um, yeah, and and a certain owners and very wealthy people that I've met have Mm. done before Mm. and have sort of led the way into that space travel and things like that. But yeah, having, having a super yacht is kind of like the final tick to say like, you know, I've made it and it's a beautiful place to spend time. 
you know, you're on the water, you've got sunshine, you're away from land. It's almost like when you step on a boat, you step into a, another world, you know, it's, it's, that's why you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I think, mm. I, I think people, mm. you know, people's behavior reflects that because they don't feel any inhibitions because they're in this <laughs> amazing environment with the sunshine and the, you know, and the water and, and, you know, you can have a lot of fun and, 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 you know, these, these boats these days can, you can pretty much do anything. They're fully self-sufficient. So you can bring out the best or the worst in someone. It does. Yeah. And, mm. and unfortunately in Sydney, I've seen some of the worst, worst yeah. um, the, the boating industry in Sydney has a little bit of a bad reputation around um, the party cruises, yeah. and I've seen I've seen some pretty dodgy behaviour going on in Sydney Harbour. Oh, um, I, I feel a story coming up. Yeah, there's there's this raft up that they used to do, and it was a group of operators used to get a group of uh, hire boats together, mm. and they basically tie them all up. Um, they fill them full of kids. The kids drink. You know, get drunk. Well, uh, when kids, I say kids, kids, I mean over eighteen. Over right? eighteen, yeah, but yeah, I mean yeah. young, yeah. like young sort of people drinking. They throw a whole heap of plastic toys in the middle. Everyone gets drunk and they start jumping in, and people are doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, they have you know, DJs and music and stuff, and there's no drownings, right? No drownings. No, but there's yeah. something's going to happen. Like yeah. we're we're very very close to someone seriously injuring themselves or losing a life, and and that uh. that thing kind of worries me because there's a bit of that going on around on Sydney Harbour and I'm but the thing is these kind of things happen in Asia they uh, do yeah you know, when you go on cruises like you know uh, in, in, in Thailand and Vietnam mm. you know they actually um promote this kind of behavior where That's you right. can have a lot of fun drinking and That's right. you know being in the high seas and all yeah and ultimately um to like to that seriousness thing that the responsibility comes back to the captain mm. and no matter what happens on the boat it's the captain's responsibility yeah so if someone's doing drugs, for example, um, then and the captain knows about it, then the captain's the one that gets the fine and right. has to justify why he allowed yeah. that stuff to happen on his boat. And, yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with that that side of it. So good. Yeah. So during your entire time, you know, working on boats and um, you yes. know, enjoying your life on boats. Yes. More, more like enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any scary sharks or sea creatures? Yeah, I've seen many scary sharks. Okay. I, I personally don't have a problem with sharks. Okay, all right. Um, Cause, I, because you weren't in the water with them or because... No, no, no. Were... I spent a lot of time in the water with sharks. Oh, my in God. In fact, even just recently, the last couple of weekends, I've been down at um, Shelley Beach at Manly and there's some amazing little Port Jackson sharks that are around there. And they've got the most beautiful markings. It's like a camouflage, sort of looks like an army print. Do they bite? Um, they may, um, okay. but I've never been bitten by a shark. And I think provided that you're not going to pull its tail and make it angry and yeah. all that sort of stuff, I think you're, you're safe. And people have a, a, a very um, strong fear of sharks. And I think it's unwarranted, mm. um, particularly that's hyped up by the media. Mm. Um, you know, you're more likely to die from a car crash or, a, or something like that than you are to get attacked by a shark. Because I've done some uh, snorkeling around that area, Manly, yeah. and um, around the reef area. Mm. And I remember like, you know, just swimming along just watching the beautiful fish and coral or well, well, limited amount of coral anywhere and then sure and i see a stingray uh-huh but it was a very small one yeah and i thought of steve Irwin. there's a very famous yeah i was gonna say a very famous australian celebrity steve Irwin, that unfortunately died from a stingray yeah. through his heart yeah um, but i'm not sure if it was aggravated or not 
Um, you never know. Yeah. You know, if you're uh, in close proximity to a wild animal mm. and you annoy it, um, it's going to defend itself. That's right. And things, things happen. Um, but, yeah, back to the sharks. Um, yeah, I, diving with sharks is great. Wow. Um, there, was a, there was a place that I went to in Fiji and they have, like, this huge atoll. It's about 60 kilometres across. Mm. And in a certain part of that atoll, um, they take down the Fijians take down a couple of wheelie bins um, full of tuna heads and it's in about 18 meters so you you dive down in about 18 meters and they sit all the the tourists along this line and they kind of hold on to this um little rock fence thing yeah and uh and then they open this wheelie bin and they start hand feeding the bull sharks and they literally swim around in circles and hand feed them these tuna heads i've got i made i made a video of it it's um it's pretty amazing watch this yeah it's pretty amazing and um you you really appreciate the the power and the you know the, the these these animals are they're incredibly intelligent they're very mm. very beautiful um and and at the same time if you yeah. instinctive and, and mm. provided that you respect them and mm. you don't you know aggravate them aggravate them and we're feeding them so yeah. not us but the locals are feeding mm. hand feeding them they're very happy like they come in they're like big puppy dogs they come in and munch on this tuna head and then they swim off in a circle and they come around again there's there's like a dozen of these bull sharks what? and they're, they're big yeah and big why sharks. wouldn't you love it if you were a bull shark you're like oh look someone's actually feeding us awesome food we don't have to go and catch it ourselves sure <laughs> Sure, and the bull sharks love it. Yeah, because um, there was another incident. Um, uh, apparently around here in Sydney Harbour, somebody got bitten by a bull shark. Ah, uh, yeah, you're talking about the navy diver. Oh, right. Yeah, he was, like, this scrubbing, is scrubbing. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty hectic story. But yeah. um, so he was cleaning the hull of one of the navy ships. Um, and in Sydney uh, Harbour, there's sharks there. Yeah, oh in Sydney God. Harbour, and uh, a bull t- a bull shark came up and it took his right arm. Oh my God! And then it came back and it took his right leg. So he literally oh. was in the water, lost an arm and lost a leg, and very very lucky. He had a, a, a diving crew with him, oh um, who managed to pull him out of the water, um, and they stabilised him and they got him to the the naval hospital very very quickly, because oh. um, he would have lost a huge amount of blood, and uh, he managed to. Um, he managed to survive. His name's Paul de Gelder. And he's, and he's a, able to balance on just the left-hand side now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a prosthetic leg. He has mm. one of those. And uh, and it hasn't stopped him. He's actually yeah. a really inspirational guy. Like, he does motivational talks. Um, he's, a, he's pretty much a... a you know, a triathlete now. Mm. He's very, 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 very healthy. Um, he's managed to, you know, get his life back on track. He left the Navy um, yeah. and he uh, he basically does motivational speaking. He's written a book about the experience as well. That's amazing. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool story um, and very, very lucky to survive to, to lose an arm so and a leg for, to a How bullshit. How would you react if you were there cleaning the hole and the next thing you know, this, you know, obviously without any um, alert or whatever, yeah. this comes and chomps at your yeah. arm. Yeah, and, and, and I think the majority majority of shark attacks are actually accidental yeah and the reason the reason being as i guess when he's sort of scrubbing around and splashing yeah. on the water he's mimicking a dead fish or a dying fish yeah, the and the sharks way. come up and thought oh this is easy prey like yeah. i'll give this a, give this a go yeah. and um you know sharks don't attack they're not stupid they don't attack something unless it's they think it's going to be an Struggling. easy feed yeah yeah and and or they make a mistake and think it's a, you know it's a seal or a fish in distress and mm. so that that mimicking that behavior of the scrubbing and yeah. The yeah. splashing on the surface would have tricked the shark into thinking that it was something that was dying dying and, and so it's an easy it's yeah it's an easy misery. it's an easy feed yeah. so that's how the reason how he's been attacked um but yeah if you're out in the surf or, or whatever provided that you're not you know there at 
um, dawn or dusk is not a safe time to <laughs> to be in the water when the visibility is not very yeah. good. Um, but you should be pretty safe. Like I, you know, sharks are not they're not stupid. They've got more senses than we do as humans, mm. and they they know what's going on, and they'll come and suss you out before they they take a, a little nibble anyway. <laughs> a little nibble, which yeah. is a huge nibble. Yeah. Well, I got a funny shark story. Sure. It's the opposite. So no humans were um, uh, injured in this one, mm. and actually. In terms of shark wise, I'm not so sure. You be the judge of this. So right. I, a bunch of boys and I, we were, uh, and, and girls as well, uh, we, we uh, did a road trip to um, Fraser Island. And so, you know, the girls, we were yep. sunbaking, going, oh, yeah, look at this, all these. I'm know, a mermaid, yeah. Being mermaids, beautiful, wide, you know, white beaches. Yeah. And the boys had their, you know, uh, what, the harpoon. Is that what that harpoon and their Yeah, like a gear? spear gun. Spear gun, yeah, their yeah. spear gun and their <clears throat> scuba stuff. And they're like, all right, we're just going to go and hang out at the reef. And and um, next thing I know, they drop a dead shark on me. <laughs> a what? Not on me, but near me, because it was pretty gross. Whoa. But it was a ba- it was a baby shark, and like you know, baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark. Mummy shark do 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 do, mummy shark do 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 do. So Pink Fong, Korean company, did that. Bring it back to Asia. Um, <laughs> one of the most successful videos of YouTube of this year. Um, phenomenal, and they've done others off that, the monkey banana and various others. But that that's a very well researched, <laughs> yeah, video music video that's so, gone nuts. So they've made a lot of money off that. So I think maybe they made off me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Story. Yeah, so the baby shark. <laughs> baby shark, and then the boys went. Yeah, we hunted this down. We were just like you know swimming around the reef. They gave and you we the, saw yeah. the shark, and we like harpooned the crap out of it. And, and you know, you know, being an eighteen year old girl, I had no idea, so I believed the story. Story. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I was, all these people were like, oh my God, there's a shark. And I was telling all these like um, locals. Yeah. Going, my boys, they yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> it was attacking them. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, the waters are safe. That's right, it's safe now. And then they later told me that actually, no, it was it was already dead. <laughs> I know. So it must have hey, at least they didn't kill it. No, Must have died of natural causes. Yeah, natural causes. No animals were hurt. Yeah, in the, or in something the, happened. But then the, yeah. the horrible story was like they saw they saw a lobster actually. Ah. Uh, I was like, why didn't you get that? And they're like, oh, you were too slow because mm, that would have been nice for dinner. I know. A little bit of garlic exactly. butter on the barbecue. Oh my god! And yeah, my mouth's oh, watering. Oh yeah. My god. Talking about mouth, it's. I think it's nearly time for dinner, isn't it? Yeah. It is. We're yeah. getting close. We've got ra- All right. Let's wrap it last, up. Last last few minutes. Last few minutes. So. Uh, this has been really insightful, learning about boats and hose. Yes, and we all should. all the stuff around it. To be continued. We've, to be continued. We've, oh. we've got plenty more stories to, to unveil. Oh, Captain Baggins, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, sit you down and find out what else you have yeah. in your bag. That's salty sea dogs <laughs> always have more than one story. And uh, that's the thing about sailors. They love to talk and they'll tell you a story or two. And particularly if there's beer involved as well. Absolutely. Maybe we need to find another another, uh, beer that has Captain in it because uh, Uh, another popular... Or we could drink uh, drink Captain Morgan's, um, a proper sailor's rum. Rum. Yeah, spice rum. Let's do uh, Dark and Stormy's with the, yeah, yeah, with the, um, what do you call it, ginger ale. Yeah, maybe a little bit of lime. All right, let's get yeah, a you got me. You got me. I'd, I'd give another hour of my time for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Captain Baggins, for this first ba- episode on... Stabbing. Stabbing. Oh, Baggins. I don't know why I call you Baggins. Yeah. Stabbing for Boats and Hoos. No worries. Thank you, Madam Chan. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Bag right out. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid.